The Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast with your host, Jackie Pilosoff. No one should have to go through a divorce feeling alone and isolated. The Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast is a production of Divorced Girl Smiling, where every show is 30 minutes aimed to empower you, help you feel validated and understood, and connect you with some of the best divorce professionals in the industry. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and start smiling as you join us right now for the Divorce Girl Smiling Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Before we get started, I want to talk about a really serious subject and it's heartbreaking and it's awful and it's one of the worst things I think I've seen. Parental alienation. When one parent tries to destroy the relationship of their children with their ex and get that person completely out of the picture. And unfortunately, I have seen this happen to so many, so many people and it's awful. If you are in this situation, I wanna highly recommend Pathways Family Coaching. Pathways was founded by Jenna Noble and Monique Mason and they are so wonderful in helping you with strategies to reconnect with your kids if you are facing parental alienation. So if you want to reach Pathways, Jenna and Monique, you can find them at pathwaysfamilycoaching.com. I also want to talk about Ellen Feldman and Brian James, who are with CEL and Associates. They are mediators in the Chicagoland area and Wisconsin, and I have known them for over a decade. And I will tell you firsthand, they have a great reputation. They are experienced. They're passionate about helping couples get divorced in a reasonable amount of time for a reasonable fee. And the best part about Ellen and Brian is that they're trained to help couples think about and express what's truly important to each person in the divorce settlement. Then they facilitate agreements between the parties and help them create a plan in which both parties walk away feeling like they're pleased with the plan and that they're gonna have a good post-divorce life. So if you wanna reach Ellen and Brian, you can find them at celandassociates.com and you can find both Pathways and CEL in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling. How do you rebuild your life after divorce at 50? It takes a lot of time, it's a long journey, but it can be wonderful. Those are the words of Macy Chance. Macy is a real estate agent and a divorced mom of two, but remarried, went through a divorce, Mm, 2014. And I'm here today with Macy because she and I are going to talk about rebuilding your life after divorce at 50. So hi, Macy. Hi, Jackie. Thanks for having me. Well, this is our first podcast together. And I want to tell my listeners, after spending a little time with Macy, this is what I find since I've known her for about a year, year and a half. Every time I get off the phone with you or have a meeting, I always feel so good because you are really a positive, upbeat, energetic, 
always like just happy. And I know it's not fake and I know your life isn't perfect, but you have this like really nice way of just being positive and there's a light around you. So really, it's it's great to be here. I think the listeners are really going to benefit from listening to your advice. Thank you so much. You're always so complimentary. I really appreciate that. I try to be like that. And I'm also, you know, like you said, it's not fake. I certainly, we have our bad days, but I really do try to be um, optimistic and stay positive. So before we get started on giving people our advice on how to rebuild your life after divorce at 50. Really, this is for anybody who's getting divorced, not just 50. And it's for people who rebuilding your life after divorce at 60. So it's really any age. And yep. I want to just tell my listeners a little bit about you. So Macy got divorced in her early to mid 40s. She has worked in real estate for eight years, but decided to become an agent and go out on her own four years ago. And when she did that, she decided to specialize in divorce and help men and women find a home, sell their home, and, you know, tackle other living situation issues that they might have, renting, whatever it is. And she has a passion for this. She considers herself a trusted advisor. And so with that said, Macy, why did you decide to dedicate your real estate business to divorce? Tell us about that. Yeah. So I, um, like you said, I got divorced. um, It's been about 10 years now. And real estate was part of my journey. We knew that we wanted to sell our marital home. It wasn't a home that I wanted to stay in. A lot of people kind of waver on that decision. For me, it was an easy decision. Um, And so we had a realtor and she helped us sell our marital home. And then she helped me buy a a new home. I found a, a home that was perfect location, great place for my two girls, um, close to their schools, you know, all of that. So their lives kind of could say, sort of stay the same um, in terms of their proximity to their friends and school and everything. Um, and then, um, you know, in that time, I started working in a real estate company. I learned a lot about the the power of wealth building that comes from real estate. Um, homeowners are 44 times more wealthy than non-homeowners. Um, and it is, it's a privilege to be able to purchase real estate and it is an opportunity to build wealth, um, and provide that financial stability. And not only that, but, you know, just the emotional stability that comes from having a home that's yours that you don't have to worry about, you know, the lease coming up and where are you going to go after that? So I recognize pretty quickly the value of, of real estate and, when I was thinking about my career path, I started reflecting on that journey and how my realtor helped me through that. And I realized I really wanted to be who I needed at that time, which was somebody who not only could help me through the real estate process and buying and selling and all those details and someone with that expertise, but also somebody who had been through it, um, who knew the challenges of, of purchasing a home on your own the home I purchased after my divorce was the first major purchase on my own, even my car. I had been with my ex-husband since I was 21 years old. So even my first car was was within a partnership. So doing it alone was very scary, but having somebody by my side just to kind of remind me that I was capable and and strong and and could do this. And, and that's what I wanted to be for other people. And that's why I chose to focus on working with uh, divorcing 
people. Well, that is a very wonderful story about the empowerment and the independence and the pride you feel when you buy your own home for the first time. And there are so many people listening, I'm sure, that are in this situation because fear is is the driver of anxiety and just these yeah. negative feelings. And what people who are listening probably don't even know is that you and I probably know countless women at this point who have been in the same position, really scared, and then you buy your own home and it is the best feeling. You're at the closing going, oh my gosh, it doesn't even feel real. And you right. don't have to worry about anybody else ever again. You don't have to worry about his or her credit or anything they do. This is all you and you have control over all of it. I, I just love it. So with that said... I want to move on to something related to the fear, which is change. So change is the whole reason why I think it's just so hard to be divorced. Like that's the biggest thing. And change isn't comfortable. Change isn't easy. And change feels scary and strange But what Macy says is that it's all part of the divorce journey. And she says, I promise you will adjust and be so much happier than you ever thought. So Macy, tell my listeners what some of the changes are that people going through a divorce fear and have anxiety about. Right. So there's a lot of changes and we kind of boiled it down to kind of the top five things that really are first and foremost um, in the divorce process. And the first one is the financial adjustments. I mean, whether you were working full-time or in my case, I was only working part-time. I mean, I had to go back to work full-time. I had two kids that were in middle school and in elementary school. And so that was a big adjustment for them. And so, you know, understanding those, there is going to be financial adjustments, which can seem really, really scary. But for me, I embraced it because I didn't have, like you said earlier, I didn't have to worry about somebody's credit, credit cards, spending habits. It was all on me, which was, you know, also scary and but empowering at the same time. And I I used that opportunity as a journey to get really, really financially aware um, and financially literate. And then I used it as an opportunity to become empowered. So the financial adjustments are are definitely one that are that's real. Um, and challenging. Another is like, you know, my whole reason for my business is the housing. You you will potentially have to move. There's a chance that you can stay in the home and you should be, you know, if you own a home, you should be speaking to um, a divorce lending professional because they can help look at the numbers with you um, and see if it makes sense for you to stay in the home or does it is it better if you move? Is it more financially responsible for you to move? Um, that's a very emotional decision that needs data around it so that people can make the right decision, um, not one that's going to keep them um, financially strapped. You bring up a great point. If you are listening to this and you're thinking, should I sell my house? Should I move? I don't know what I want to do. That's like what everybody says. I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, guess how you can find out? You call up a mortgage lender, preferably a certified divorce lending professional because they specialize in divorce, but you call a lender, okay? They're going to give you, like Macy said, all this information. So then you might realize 
I don't have a choice. I can't stay in my house. Well, guess what? That was easy. It's a little disappointing, but now I know what my choices are. Or it might say, well, you can stay in your house and you might think, okay, but I'm going to have this huge mortgage that I have to pay every month. Do I really want that? So what this mortgage lender is going to do is give you all this information and it's going to make your decision a lot easier. So I always tell people, before you even call a divorce attorney, sometimes call a mortgage lender, give them the number so you can see what's going on, and then you're armed with information. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And you know, a lot of times people call their realtor first. And if they're a realtor that understands the divorce process, the very first thing they should be doing is, is connecting you with a divorce lending professional because there are so many nuances when it comes to divorce and the home where you're at in your settlement you know where where you know if if you've settled already what's your child support what's your maintenance going to be if you're getting maintenance or alimony so those are all things that have to be factored into the process you're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pillisoff, and I'm your host. I'm here today with real estate agent Macy Chance. Macy is with Live Laugh Denver Real Estate Group. And we are talking about rebuilding your life after divorce at 50 or at any age. And we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a few more changes that cause people going through a divorce extreme stress and fear. And then we're going to give you some tips on rebuilding your life after divorce. We'll be right back. As a divorce mom who raised two kids, I struggled the entire time my kids were growing up trying to work, take care of them, and asking the same question night after night. What the heck am I gonna make for dinner? I wanted to cook healthy food and I wanted to enjoy cooking, but I felt intimidated in the kitchen. I couldn't find the time to shop for the right ingredients and learn to cook healthy, delicious meals. I wish I would have known about Hannah McKittrick. Hannah is my newest Divorce Girl Smiling trusted professional. She's a holistic nutritionist, a wellness coach, and a culinary instructor. She's the founder of My Intuitive Health. And Hannah offers virtual intuitive healthy cooking classes. And get this, she offers cooking retreats in Italy. She has taken several groups of women to Italy to learn how to cook. How amazing does that sound? So if you wanna learn more or reach Hannah, you can find her at myintuitivehealth.com. I also wanna talk about a wonderful real estate agent in Chicago named Karen Ranquist. And Karen is a broker associate at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. If you're getting divorced and you're looking to buy a home or sell your home or both, definitely get in touch with Karen. She has so much experience. She is such a pleasant person. She's energetic. She has dedication and passion. And Karen also went through a divorce personally. She understands what you're going through. She's here to help you. And I can't say enough about her. And you can find both Karen and Hannah in the trusted professional section of Divorced Girls Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pillisoff, and I'm your host. I'm here today talking about 
rebuilding your life after divorce at 50 or at any age. My guest is real estate agent Macy Chance. She works for Live Laugh Denver Real Estate Group. Macy's been doing this for four years. She's been in the real estate business for eight years. She's divorced. She has two kids. So she understands what you're going through. Let's continue the conversation and talk about a few more of these changes that stress people out who are going through a divorce. What else? Yeah. So the the other, you know, big one is this social and relationship dynamics. You've been in partnership with somebody, you know, whether it's your your wife or your husband, you've got couple friends. So that all changes. And that can be really stressful. And there will be people that will take sides. Um, you really start to lo- learn who your people are in that process. Um, you know, the best people are the ones that, you know, love you unconditionally and don't judge you for for what you're going through. I had a lot of people um, kind of do a little bit of this, like, well, you know, is everything okay? Like what happened? You know, they want to know the dirt about it. And, you know, they don't need those people in your life. You need the people that are just going to support you. And so there, there is going to be those dynamics that will change. And it's not a bad thing. Um, you, you really start to learn, like I said, who your people are. And it can be something that's really positive. But but you will find people, you know, will keep go with your partner to be their friends. They'll stay, you know, people will stay your friends, couples you might not hang out with anymore. You know, and so that can be hard. It's a loss. It's something to grieve. And then you start to to move forward and 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 find the people that really light you up and support you in the way you want to be supported. Absolutely. And I want to tell my listeners, if you have friends that kind of end the friendship and never call, like I remember a few people took me out for dinner, asked me all the scoop, and then never talked to me again. Didn't invite me to parties. Please don't take it personally. For me, it was very hurtful with some of the people. But I came to realize that it was their own issues. Maybe they, they thought divorce was going to be contagious. Maybe they thought that you were going to hit on their husband. Maybe they're just insecure and they just can't deal with it because their own marriage isn't good. Whatever it is, there's nothing you can do about it. And I know it's really, really hurtful. But like Macy said also, you're going to meet people who are going to become your best friends in divorce and you're going to have so much in common with them And the ones who are still married, who were your friends and remain your friends, oh, those are the best. Like they were there for you when you were married and now they're here for you when you're divorced. And that really helps you appreciate and see them for what they are, the real, true, real deals. Exactly, exactly. And then another change you talked about was personal time. Tell me about that. Yeah, you know, when when you've been in partnership with somebody, whether, you know, you've spent a lot of time or, or didn't spend a lot of time together, you know, you find that you have a lot more free time, even when you have kids, especially if your kids are going, you know, back and forth between to your spouse, uh, you find that you have a lot more alone time and personal time. And that also can be really scary and stressful to think about. And if you can find ways to fill that time, in ways that fulfill you, it will give you the opportunity to really grow as a person. And I mean, I remember my kids had gone one weekend, my kids had gone to their dads. I'm sitting in my house by myself. And prior to that, I was really 
trying to fill my time, fill it up, finding friends to hang out with, going places, doing things. And that weekend, for whatever reason, I hadn't made any plans. And I remember just sitting there and going, oh my gosh, I am so happy being alone right now. I never, ever thought that I would feel that way. And it just was a moment where, and it was just a, a huge shift for me to realize I actually like my alone time. I actually like you know, hanging out, watching a movie, watching, you know, Netflix or whatever, you know, and just enjoying that, the quiet house and the quiet time. And it took me a little bit of time before I realized that that was really something that I enjoyed. And so from then on, I wasn't filling my schedule so much because I realized, gosh, I really want a Friday night in by myself. And that was okay. Wow. I love that story. And there's probably so many people listening that are inspired by this because I truly feel that the scariest part about being alone is the stress you're thinking about beforehand. And then when you're actually alone, it's great. And so that comes from being self-assured, having self-love, you know, people who like are happy and that feel like they love being with themselves or okay being alone. If you aren't good with the, you know, what's going on and you're all stressed out and you're worried and I have to get remarried as soon as possible, which by the way was me, so I'm not judging anybody. <laughs> I was like, I need to find husband number two. And that just doesn't work. Then when you're alone, you're thinking about that and it's just not good. So if you really are a healthy person. And what I mean by that is not that you're you're just maybe not healthy because you're going through a divorce, obviously. But if you were a self-confident person, then you're going to be that way again. And so I just feel like being alone is so underrated, especially for people who are happy and at peace. And by the way, if you are spending time alone and you're worried about it, It's not going to be that way forever. Macy's remarried. And so if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, what if I'm alone forever? That's not going to happen. So let's just say that. Definitely. I mean, if if you want to be in partnership with somebody, you will you will find the way to find that person. It will happen. And even though you might be sitting there going, when is this going to happen? It will. Um, But I remember that being just a huge part of my journey of being single was being okay being alone. Because when you're trying to fill yourself from the outside in, you're not going to make the best choices. You're going to be looking for other people to make you happy. But when you learn, like you said, to be in a healthy place of, you know, being able to make your own self happy and to to fill yourself up from the inside, you're going to be so much more successful when you when you do finally, you know, find a relationship. Um, with somebody else, because then you're not just relying on them to make you happy. Love it. Next change is emotional and mental health focus. What does that mean? Yeah. So, I mean, the way I look at my divorce, I was on the receiving end. And so I didn't have any processing time. You know, it was like, okay, this is happening. And I realized pretty quickly that this was an opportunity for me to become the best version of myself. And what that meant to me was I really needed to get support through therapy. And I needed to look at, I needed to have a safe place to look at how did I contribute to the breakdown of my marriage? And how could I move myself out of feeling like a victim? Because we do, we do feel like a victim. We do feel like this is something happening to us. 
And so what what do we need to do so that we can shift that into this is happening for us? You know, so there are is an opportunity for you to really focus on your emotional and mental health by getting the therapy that you need. I mean, I was, you know, any kind of women's workshop I was doing, any and I know Divorce Girl Smiling is a great place to find some of those resources, tons of articles I was reading, podcasts I was listening to, you know, any way that I could get personal growth, knowing that, you know, I had become somebody else in my marriage. I wasn't my best self. I wasn't, you know, super happy. And so how can I take responsibility for all of that for only what was mine to take responsibility for and really use that to to focus on becoming a healthier version of myself. And this is an awesome time to do that. I love it. And I know there's people listening who they're the ones who wanted the divorce. And there's people listening who their husband or wife came home and said, I don't want to be married to you anymore. And either way is incredibly painful But you're right, Macy, it is a very different process. But the journey is the same, I think. I mean, everybody's journey is unique. But the divorce journey, you know, there's so much anger. Like I used to say, why is God doing this to me? What does God have to do with it? I'm the one who made the bad decision. I mean, God was there to help me get stronger, you know, and I'm a person of very big faith. And I was resentful and I was angry and I was so scared and had so much stress. You know, why can everybody else make it work and I can't? And so those feelings are extremely stressful. And as Macy said, going to a therapist, hiring a divorce coach, even your real estate agent, like if you work with Macy, you're not just talking real estate. You're talking about decisions in your divorce that are going to shape your post-divorce outcome. And that's what I love about the divorce specialty in any career. I meant in any career in the divorce space, like mortgage, lending, you know. And when I was getting divorced, there wasn't anything like that. And so take advantage of these wonderful resources um, because they're all for the taking and they'll help you so much. Don't you think, Macy? Absolutely. And can I just tell you a quick story? Uh, I was uh, taking um, one of my clients out on showings. She was newly divorced. She knew that she wanted to move out of the neighborhood where her her husband stayed in the marital home. And so she knew she wanted to move out of that neighborhood. And so we, I'm showing her a whole bunch of different places. And we're standing in one of one of the the homes and she's kind of looking around and all of a sudden I look over at her because I said something to her about you know really understanding what your budget is because because when you're making a decision to purchase a home you want it like we talked about before you want to make sure you can afford it and so she is thinking about it and she looked at me and she said oh my gosh Macy she goes I don't have to worry about what my ex-husband is doing with the money, I get to handle it all on my own. And her whole face just lit up. And it was just such a cool thing to watch because she was so excited in that moment about her future, to be able to handle her own finances, to make the decision about the house on her own. I mean, it's such an opportunity for empowerment with the home buying process and the divorce process in general. I, I love it. I hear stories like that all the time. And she was probably really scared at the beginning. 
Well, I want to end this podcast by asking you, Macy, and then I'll I'll answer it also. How do you rebuild your life after divorce at 50 or any age? You know, I really think there, there's so many different ways, but I, I think it really comes down to making the choice, the choice that you want to become the best version of yourself, you know, figuring out how to let go of the anger and resentment, you know, learning about how you contributed to, to where things got to, and then leaving that behind and then moving forward into this really, really awesome opportunity to rebuild your life, to make your house the way you want it, to, you you know, paint the colors that you want, you know, to to go out with the friends that you want to go out to, to find the the community um, of people that, that really are going to help make you better. I mean, it, it's just, it's such a great opportunity for that. I think it is. And a great opportunity. When I think of rebuilding, you know, how do you rebuild your life? I think of like building blocks. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you, your husband came home and said, I don't want to live with you anymore. I'm in love with someone else. Or when you realized I got to get divorced, this is killing me. It's very toxic. Your, your world came shattering down. Well, now rebuilding is building blocks. So what I want to say is that it doesn't happen overnight. You have to be very patient because this is a long journey. But through the journey is not all bad. It's not like you're going to be crying every minute and you're going to be devastated. There's going to be times you're going to be crying and devastated, but it's not every minute. And it certainly isn't even every day. And it gets less and less and less. And as you rebuild those blocks, good things start happening. Like you go house hunting and you have the experience that Macy's client had, or you meet a guy and you never even thought love was even possible, or you reconnect with these women and they become your best friends and you're so much happier than you ever thought. And so rebuilding is like one thing at a time. Like, okay, when you're rock bottom and everything's horrible, What's the first thing you do? Okay, I hired a therapist I'm or and or a divorce coach. That was one building block. That was one step. The next step, okay, I'm going to get a therapist for my kids because I know they're hurting too. That's another step. So it's a bunch of really small steps. I'm going to start kickboxing. That's what happened to me. I was like, I'm joining a gym. I'm going to start <laughs> kickboxing. The whole class, we all became best friends. It was so much fun. And I would walk in there certain days and I would be like almost crying, thinking about my divorce. Once the class started, once that music started, I was it. And after the class, I felt like a million bucks. So that's my answer to how to rebuild your life. Just be patient. Realize it's a long journey. Not all of it's going to be fun, but there's going to be plenty of really, really good things during that journey. Agree wholeheartedly. That's such a great way to, to, to put it. The, it's building blocks, little steps, and it will lead you to a happy, wonderful place. And I want to tell my listeners, you might be sitting here thinking, I can't do it. But guess what? Yes, you can. You have no idea how strong you are and how much stronger you're going to become. I promise you. Don't you think, Macy? A hundred percent. I totally, totally agree. I mean, I, I've told people that before. It's like you will find strength that you never knew you, that you had and you will be better for it. Thank you so much for being on the show, Macy. Tell my listeners how they can get a hold of you. 
Well, I would love it if they wanted to follow me on Instagram. It's Macy Chance Realtor, M-A-C-I Chance Realtor. And my website is macychance.com. Or you can find her in the trusted professional section. Oh, yes. <laughs> of course. I know it's such an honor to be part of your community. Oh, I love- to be a trusted professional. Thank you. I love having you. And to my listeners, if you want to find other trusted divorce professionals or listen to more podcasts, download my mobile app, read articles, or sign up for my free consult, come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you real soon.